All right, welcome in everybody to the NTT podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Coach V. Um, with me today, I have a couple guests. I have Coach Tim Whalen, Coach Sam Whalen, and Coach Cheese Bro, um, or Coach Cheese. Is that right? Something What's up, man? Like <laughs> um, me and Sam, we're popping skis. There we go. Tastes like victory. We both got in. We were, we were actually two of the last four teams in. You know. Wait, yeah. are we talking about the controversy about Jefferson City, like kind of going backwards on the ski thing? Jefferson City's kind of backing off of the skis. Yeah, tell the story, Tim. I, I mean, I don't have much of a story other than like the whole legend of the ski was started by. It is controversial because we pretty much we've we've based our entire. DTL um, allegiance to ski based on Bobby's allegiance to it. And turns out Bobby, it's not Bobby's favorite um, underrated soda anymore. He just dropped it casually in a text thread. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's interesting for our audience. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't excited to hear about it, but you know, like maybe there's a reason his team isn't in the NTT this year, you know, like that. That's that's my only observation. Right, let's not uh, the brackets. I want to talk about Huntington Beach. All right, all right. We're going to go with the brackets. Let's start with Region 1. Let's start up at the top. We'll do Ann Arbor versus Stanford. Stanford snuck in, um, winning their conference uh, tournament. Uh, and then Ann Arbor. This is their second ever NTT appearance last year. It's their first. And they're the number one overall seed. They're going for their first ever NTT win. Um, Ann Arbor is coached by Coach Bradley. He's really, I mean, he had a great team, and um, they've won a lot of games this year. Pretty much everyone they played except Lansing. Um, so if anyone knows how to beat them, it's our own coach, Sam Whalen, who's here with us. Um, Ann Arbor well, is – Interesting fact about um, Ann Arbor, um, Conference 15 was not won by Ann Arbor. They, they finished number two in the yeah. country, number one in the country. You know, they, they didn't even win the conference. That's Conference 15 for you. Yeah, 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 for sure. So they're number 10 in points. They're number five in three points attempted, number four in offensive rebounds, and number three in turnovers. So very efficient bunch on offense. Um, Stanford is number five in uh, defensive free throws allowed. And then, yeah. So, um, I mean, you can look at this matchup, but – a lot of ways. I'm happy Stanford got in. I don't think they have much of a chance, though, in this one. You guys have any thoughts? Eating good in the neighborhood, baby. Red- yeah, Reginald Red- Appleby. Let's go. Yeah. And and uh, Brad actually dropped on his podcast on the podcast we had with him earlier that um, he's actually um, Kevin App's nephew. So uh, he's got some DTL in his bloodlines. Um, yeah, you, I mean, first, I mean, you got to talk about Malik Byers. He won conference 15 player of the year. Tyler Heil, um, has been playing amazing too. Uh, Alan, yeah, they seem like a really good team and really poised. Sam, what do you think's the secret to beating them? Well, yeah, earlier you said that if anyone knows how to beat them, it's us, but really we have no idea how to lose to them. I'm going to know this. <laughs> um, 
I think it takes a lot of height and physicality to beat these guys. And so that's where I think Stanford's going to struggle. Um, you know, Gabriel Zinn has had a great year and it is a great story, but I just don't think these guys really have the height or athleticism to really stick with uh, Ann Arbor in this matchup. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's going to be tough slim for them. Ann Arbor looks like a really good team, and I think they might get their first NTT win here. Um, let's go to the next matchup. We got Huntington Beach versus Miami. I know Coach Tim Whalen was really looking forward to talking to this. I think he knows Coach uh, Renips. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if this is like blowing his cover or whatever, but it's it's, uh, it's his last name backwards and his first initials at the end of it. Wow, that is. You, uh... can, you can just think about what that is. Um, but no, Cunnington Beach, um, solid program. They're they're a program that that started their rise. I mean, Coach Spencer got hired. Um, oh, I just gave it. Um, he he got hired um, into a, a team that was really struggling a number of seasons ago, and he built his program on defense. And I think that's the reason they advanced. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I not so fast, my friend. Uh, Miami with Benjamin Lucas. He's one of the most prolific scorers in the nation. Um, I, I, sophomore season for him. They are um, an experienced team, though, with these seniors and juniors with some really top-rated classes with their upper-class guys. I think Miami's going to handle. Do you guys Huntington know that Beach. Huntington Beach has been holding opponents to an average of 61 points a game? Okay, Miami's holding yeah. 66 a game, and they're scoring 80, which is yeah. – so Huntington Same Beach spread. is actually Same spread. Eight, so Huntington Beach is eighth in points against. They're seventh in uh, free throws attempted, uh, third in defensive true shooting percentage, ninth in true shooting percentage margin, and fourth and third in steals. So really talented team. And really where Miami makes their money is at the line. They are the number uh, two team at getting to the line. And then they're the number four team at sending the other team to the line. So they like to get – they don't foul a lot, and they like to draw fouls. If they can get um, if they can get Huntington Beach in foul trouble, I mean, I mean, anyone gets in foul trouble, it's going to be really hard to um, move on. Here's my question for Huntington Beach. I know he's only 6'5", but is Jonathan Price related to Jose Price? I hope so. I think if so, advantage Oxen. I don't think he is, guys. I don't think he is. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. He's uh, he's not really. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let let's move on. We'll look at the Idaho Falls Louisville uh, matchup. Any of you guys uh, Game of Thrones fans? No, no. Crickets. We're really bringing it today. <laughs> well, Idaho Falls, they are the number 16 team. They won Conference 22 um, tournament today. Um, so congratulations with that. Nothing spectacular, but they win games. And uh, number 14 overall, Louisville, the number 63 team overall. They won their conference title and their conference tourney. Um, they're led by Edward Valdez, the junior center. 19.7 points per game, 9 uh, rebounds. If you look at uh, if you look at Idaho Falls. They are number four in uh, fouls, uh, so they don't foul other people. Number three in points allowed. Number three in defensive free throws. Um, number ten in uh, defensive true shooting percentage, and then uh, number ten in rebounding margin. 
Louisville, um, not a great schedule. One of the worst schedules, but um, they're number nine in points against and then number one in steals. So this looks like it to be a defensive battle. What do you guys see in this matchup? The difference to me is um, Franco Russell uh, holding on the center position for Idaho Falls. Uh, mm-hmm. It's that, and also look at their strength of schedule. I mean, I I put a lot of weight into who you've played and the experience that you have Absolutely. coming in. And so, man, 244th out of 256 is Louisville for their strength of schedule. I think that might be uh, the difference in this game. Advantage Idaho Falls. Yeah. Yeah, I think another guy to look at is Gavin Burns, a backup point guard for Idaho Falls. Um, look at his per 30 numbers. He's got 15.4 points um, per game on a per 30 basis. That's some pretty productive scoring at 52% from the field coming off the bench. So uh, I like their depth, too. I also don't like that Louisville's got freshmen in the in the um, in the backcourt. You, you've got a pressure you know pressure first round matchup in the NTT. You don't want you don't want two uh, two freshmen handling the handle the ball. Although I will say, shout out Brandon Thomas, the pass first point guard for Louisville, seven point seven assists, one point nine points per game. Yeah, for sure. I like the Stephen Staples special right there, which didn't turn out so well as uh, South Bend started on our decline but i mean franco russell is just a beast i mean that guy's seven foot two and uh 10 rebounds four assists 3.4 blocks um oh he's he's a fun one to watch he can't he can't really score but you know other than that he's a he's a fun anchor to have on your on your defense they they can make a run because of him i think yeah i'd be surprised if valdez hits his average uh having to go up against Jeff on this one yeah. All right, let's look at the next matchup. We got the Clearwater Sit Rockers, um, former PNTT champion, which is um, really awesome. They haven't done much in the NTT, but that's okay. You know, um, at least they've gotten some PNT success, led by Cody Peters and Jake Adams um, going up against Cambridge, the Soroka Ponchos, um, coached by. BB Top 01. My favorite part um, about the, this podcast is listening to Kyle try to pronounce names and coaches. <laughs> Who that's, that's what I'm here for, 100%. Yeah, that's why everyone's here, I think. Listen, um, Cambridge, Kyle, man, I no, – so, Cambridge, Ponchos. So, you know, you talk about the, the classic 5-12 matchup and how mm-hmm. a lot of times a sleeper for the 12 just to take over. Um, I think this is an incredibly lopsided game. No disrespect to BB Top. But I think, clear, I mean, looking at the numbers, Clearwater is definitely the superior team in most categories. You might say they're clearly the front runner. Yes, you might, Tim. So <laughs> 39.3% is what they're giving up for their opponent um, shooting. That's got to be one of the best in the nation. I'm, I'm not going to fact check it myself, but. Um, that's, the number seven in defensive true shooting percentage. Yeah, so, so. I think Clearwater is going to take this one. I mean, yeah, they got a really good team. They're actually fourth in a true shooting percentage margin at 11.2%, which is always really nice. Number one in blocks, number seven in points. So I got number... chalk so far. I got chalk so far. No, nothing interesting. We haven't really added any value yet. Yeah, but you always know there's going to be that 5-12 matchup. And in DTL and League 31, a lot of times there's a 16-1 match uh, upset. You know, this stuff happens. So... I mean, you never know when two teams get to play each other. Let's go to the next matchup. We got Norman Tech, the later Gators, 
um, coached by Coach Strategy, Strategy Eight, um, going up against Olympia, the Ospreys. So, Norman Tech, number eight, their number 41 strength of schedule, uh, led by, you know, you got Markwell, Markel Ray, Wade, uh, James Scully, um, Alex Holland, just some, just some studs. Those guys were big, big time recruits. Uh, Olympia, you know, they got, they got Ethan Walker, who has moved around a little bit, played a lot of different positions, but that guy was a stud and a huge recruit coming out. 25 points a game as a sophomore. Isaac Martin. These guys can light it up, Olympia. Um, Olympia is, it's not um, top, uh, top 10 in any school get I mean, category. Guys, yeah, go ahead. This team just a week ago pretty much had no chance of making the tournament. Look at their last – look at their magical run through the uh, conference championship. They they beat two of the top ten teams in the nation, wow. Salt Lake City and um, Eugene, who are both really solid teams. And they just lost to Eugene by 32 a week before. So something mm-hmm. on this locker room um, – you know, if anything, they've proven they could be anybody. I mean, two of the top teams in the in the league, and then now they get another top team in the league. But they don't seem like they're scared. I mean, and Ethan seems to be really, really coming into his own as a point guard. My biggest takeaway is just it's a it's a tough draw for Norman Norman Tech because um, Norman Tech's a really solid team, but I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah, Norman Tech's got to win on this one. The dream yeah, dies I'm, after two upset, two big time upsets. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. Can Joseph Dasher slow down Ethan Walker? He's six one. He's given up six inches to him. That's going to be a tough task. It's a tough task for anyone. But when you're giving up six inches to a guy, that's <laughs> that makes things difficult. <laughs> Recover and move on. Recover and move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move Period. on. <laughs> that sounds hard. <laughs> All right, Flagstaff and Bakersfield, um, the Whippersnappers. Uh, Coach Cheese knows a lot about this team. They've played them a lot. Had a questionable win over Yuma today. Um, any thoughts on that game, Coach? I'd rather not get into it. You hate to blame a game on the officials, but. Um... It's just it's sad when your best players can't be on the floor. Yeah, the Coach, boys. it sounds like you are blaming the officials. <laughs> they were really active tonight. You also yeah. sixteen. I feel like it's kind of tough to blame the officials with a sixteen. It was a loss. it was a three point game at halftime. Okay, okay, okay. So they're going up against ba- Bakersfield, the Banana Skippers. Um, you know, led by Omar Ryan Griffin, who's just, I mean. Yeah, he, he just seems like he's a stud playing really well. Uh, you, you got so Bakersfield is number eight in offensive rebounds and number eight in uh, three points attempted, whereas uh, Flagstaff is number five in offensive rebounds, number seven in turnovers, and number three in defensive three points allowed. Uh, what do you guys see in this matchup? I'll just speak from the perspective of in-conference with Flagstaff. The thing that's incredible about this team is their balance. Um, you look at their scoring numbers, and it really looks like two guys and, and maybe two and a half guys that do the most. But um, 
Dondre Lowry, their backup point guard, um, he would start on most teams in the country. Uh, the guy's a yeah. phenomenal um, scorer and ball handler. Um, and really on any given night, anybody on this team can hurt you. Um, Jacob Brown, their power forward, I mean, he's scoring 12 a game, but he can easily go for 20 and 10. Um, I think this team is dangerous because you don't know where the attack is going to come from and anybody can hurt you. Yeah. I like, I like Flagstaff in this game. Um, they pretty much dominate in every statistical category. Um, the one that really sticks out to me is their turnover margin. Um, they're only turning over 8.8 times a game to, to their opponent's 14, um, which is quite a bit better than their opponent here. And the thing is, they're both – these are two uh, heavyweights, really are two great teams who have had a ton of success. So mm-hmm. Bakersfield is a great team. Nothing to take away from them. They could win the um, NTT – if they wanted to run too, but I'm, yeah, I'm I, I was about to say I've got Bakersfield in this one. I I think yeah. I think you're going to see you know sometimes you have special special runs in, in the tournament for the senior year. I think Taylor Novick is going to surprise people. He's not a big scorer, mm-hmm. but I think he um he, he's going to play lockdown defense, and Bakersfield Bakersfield is going to come out on top on this one. Okay, okay, yeah, and you know. Maybe Omar Ryan Griffin can channel his inner Joseph Kane. I mean, you know that. No, who will ever forget that performance Joseph Kane put on, putting the team on his back to take him to the um, NTT title. <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know who Joseph Kane is, so I guess I forgot. But I forgot sorry. too, for the record. But I remember. Well, <laughs> just freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Um, all right, let's look at the next matchup. We got Flint Tropics, the number three seed, going up against the 14 seed, which you're talking about, Willis. And Wichita um, here is the 14 seed, but I think they're still second overall in uh, team name. To Yuma? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right behind you, my favorite deputy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's up there. You know, um, but like so, not not number one in commitment to keep the name. Like when you go from the Naples syrup to the Nashville syrup, just yeah. Uh, but you can change so, all your like logos on your T-shirts that you bought through the years. So I think yeah, like I, I have the same logo from um, my old team. That is correct. So with Wichita, um, you know they they've played a really really good schedule. Um, 254 strength of schedule. So you gotta, you gotta hand it to him for that and still went 15 and three. Um, so not, not great. (laughs) Um, but they won their conference, you know, and that's all you can ask for. They still dropped two games to teams that just weren't that great. You know, they lost the number 250 team and they lost to the number 150 team. Um, and they haven't really beat anybody. So, I mean, they're going to have their hands uh, full with Flint. Any other thoughts you guys have? <laughs> um, it's going to be a tough matchup. I, I don't want to underestimate Wichita. Um, you know, you look at the recruit rankings, they're pretty similar, although you can't look too much into recruit rankings anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really a tale of two completely different teams, pretty much opposite ends of the spectrum, just because – you look at Flint, who's coming from the toughest conference in the nation. They play a tough game every single night, and they've had some great wins. Arguably the toughest conference in the nation. I think by the end of the tournament, we'll see that number f- or is going to be number one again. For like- 
I mean, I think conference eight eight teams got. I mean, they look like they're on another level. I don't think there's ever been a conference that's had as much success top to bottom as they've had this year. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm. I think it's gonna be a good game. I, I think Flint will has more experience. We'll just see if they can um, do it. What needs needs to happen here? Sorry, that was a rough. Yeah. The no, one NTT yeah. team play the one NTT team that Wichita played in the regular season is uh, their early game against Gainesville. Um, they lost mm-hmm. by eleven, but uh, they shot twenty five of sixty six from the field um, and two of nineteen from three. So, just looking at that game as a gauge of how they stack up against uh, you know top level competition, I'm like, you know, where where is this team now from where they were nine weeks ago, um, and can they be more consistent on the offensive side of the court? Uh, their center Stasi went three for eleven in that game. Can he get it figured out? I think if they're more consistent, maybe they can hang in a game. To me, that's their issue. That's a good point, Cheese, because they're scoring 70 points a game playing almost the worst schedule in the nation. That seems super low to yeah. me. So just with the numbers, it's hard to pick them in this matchup. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, so next up we got the 6-11 matchup. We got our defending runner-up, the Cedar Crappage Cheese Eaters, coached by Coach Wiz, 42. Um I mean, this team is just loaded top to bottom. Um, they bring back all five of their starters from last year, which is always, which is always nice. Um, and this team went far last year. I don't see any reason they shouldn't go far this year. Um, they haven't played the schedule that other teams have played, that's for sure. Um, but they've won all the games in their in their way. So an average of like twenty seven points a game. Mm hmm. Yeah, so they're going up against uh, the Gainesville Gringos, um, and this is actually Gainesville's first ever NTT. So congratulations, Coach. That's an incredible inc- accomplishment. So really happy for you. They're, Gainesville is not in any uh, – or they're number – one second. They are number five in true shooting percentage. They're number six in assist, um, number 10 in free throws attempted, and then number 10 in defensive three points attempted. So they, they stopped the three. Whereas Cedar Crapids um, is number six in true shooting percentage, number four in defensive true shooting percentage, number two in true shooting percentage margin, number two in rebounding margin, number two in steals, number eight in turnovers, number three in points, number four in points against. Um, so that's a mouthful. They have a lot. But, that a long um, time ago. Man, Coach JB two fifty four, so a quick rise to national uh, national relevance. So here, and here's what we have to talk about here: like, what's what could beat a team like Cedar Rapids? Rapids, who's mm-hmm. so good, and you know, obviously one of the best in the nation. Huge point differential in their favor. The only thing that can beat them is a team just getting super hot. You know, you see Daniel Cronin and David Gregory, who both shoot well, well over fifty percent, just getting hot, not missing for one night, and that's when this. That's one of the major ups that could happen. That said, I can't pick against Cedar Rapids here. Wait, we're trying to say that Gainesville is super hot right now? Yeah. They've lost like – No, 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 three... no. Okay. No, what you're saying oh, is oh, okay. how, shoot... do you, how do you take down a giant got like it. Cedar by, Rapids? By making all your shots, you, yeah. You got to make your shots. And specifically, you got you to gotta hit threes. You got to hit threes if you want a chance because – 
That's the, I mean, obviously three is worth more than two, right? Oh, yeah. Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> Tim Whelan, doing the math right now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't see it happening either. Let's uh, let's go through and make some of our picks for uh, this bracket. Um, anyone want to start? I can start if Teams, I'll just pick, tell you the team I'm looking out for. Um, I think Flagstaff has a good chance of making the final four, and I think Olympia. <laughs> I've got him going out in round one. Okay, okay. I think Flagstaff has a good chance. I do like Olympia as well to uh, possibly knock off Norman Tech. Hmm. Those are my predictions. Okay. That's about all I'm going to give you. Yeah, so uh, I'm really excited for the Flint uh, Cedar Rapids matchup in the second round. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cedar Rapids into uh, the Elite Eight going up against um, uh, Ann Arbor, who's going to be taking down Clearwater um, to get there, and I got uh, Ann Arbor taking down Cedar Rapids. Yeah, I was also going to say Ann Arbor over Cedar Rapids. Um, Cedar Rapids, Flint. I, I was thinking a lot of the same games as you. I, I see Flagstaff getting through the first round, and I could see them putting up a fight against Norman. Um, so that would be a good mm-hmm. game too. Um, I think Idaho Falls gets past Clearwater, um, and uh, I like Huntington Beach in that first round game too. I, I like Ann Arbor as an early exit before okay. the Elite Eight. Why? Bad conference. <laughs> Couldn't play at a conference. Not a lot of tournament <laughs> experience. Really well coached. A lot of talent, but. I think maybe just because we beat them twice, but I think they've slid a little bit this year. And, uh, like, are you like the only hmm. team that beat them? Yeah, literally. But I, here, they're playing great competition. I mean, Huntington Beach and Miami, I think Miami has a decent chance of taking out Ann Arbor. Um, that may be Clearwater. Okay. I'm just saying I think that they're a, a potential upset team. Ann Arbor is a great team, but um, I think they're not as strong as some of these other ones and twos. Who's your pick to win the um, region? Uh, Flagstaff. Flagstaff, okay, bold, yeah. Um, okay, who are some players to watch in this in this region? I don't know. <laughs> Be honest with it. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with uh, Malik Byers, uh, Benjamin Lucas. I want to see um, what happens with Franco Russell. Yeah, I want to see if he can put put the boys on yeah. his back and take him to the final four. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lenny Kirtland. And then obviously Omari and Griffin. I mean, there there's some star power in this in this uh, division for sure. I really like Jake Adams for Clearwater. Uh, Twenty five yeah. points, four rebounds, five and a half assists. This guy's got it going on. I love Michael Heaton nice. from uh, Cambridge. Eleven points a game, one point three blocks, one point one steals. Just a really solid player. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ethan Walker. I'm really excited to see. I mean, if he can if he can take Olympia and take down Eugene and Salt Lake City um, in back to back games, why not a third one? Why not take down Norman Tech? You know, so we'll see. All right, cool. Well, that wraps it up for Region One. We'll be back soon with Region Two. <laughs>